This is episode one of Behind the Rack. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Brian Lathrop. I'm an Air Force veteran with 21 years service. That's 21 years of travel and adventure. Along the way, I've had the opportunity to meet and serve with many amazing people. And that's where I got the idea for the podcast. Behind the Rack is my attempt to reconnect with veterans and reflect on their service. I believe that every veteran is on a journey, and through listening to their stories of life before, during, and after service, we can find the purpose, camaraderie, and pride we felt when serving. My very first guest on Behind the Rack is good friend and fellow Air Force veteran, Dennis Wade. Uh, We've always had great conversations, so I was honored when he agreed to be my first guest. Please welcome to the show, Air Force veteran, Dennis Wade. All right, um, I think we're rolling. So, Dennis, welcome to Behind the Rack. Thanks for coming on the show, man. How's it going, Brian? It's going good. It's been a long time in the making. Yeah, man. Dude, we've been talking about this for a while, so uh, let's rock and roll. All right. um, Very first episode. uh, So, thanks again for for being my first guest. I like um, it. I now, like it. I, I wanted to start out by just asking, where were you born and what did your parents do for a living? Yeah, man. So uh, I was uh, actually, so I was born at uh, at the, the Naval Academy, so in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, I think actually you and I went on a trip there. Yes, and uh, Yeah, checked out the hospital. So uh, that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, you know, I only lived there for uh, a few months. Um, my, uh, my father was a Navy CB, so, um, he was stationed there at the Naval Academy. Um, we moved to, uh, San Diego, sorry, no, I take that back, uh, Ventura County, Oxnard, California. Um, and, uh, I lived there for, uh, about 10 years or so, uh, moved down to San Diego for a couple of years. Um, then I moved back up to Oxnard, uh, where I kind of grew up most of my life, I'd say. Um, yep, my dad was, uh, uh, Navy CB, spent 23 years in the Navy, I want to say it was, um, gone a ton. Uh, my mother, um, she was a childcare worker. So the childcare up on base, she did that for about 20 plus years as well too. So yeah, came from, uh, uh, both parents worked pretty much my whole life. That's all I can remember. Um, dad was gone a lot. I mean he was gone. I felt like it always seemed like it was my birthday. Like he missed probably, I'd say, uh, at least five of my birthdays, maybe more. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was gone all the time. So my mom was kind of the one all the time, um, up until he retired from active duty, but yeah, it was hard. Uh, but it was good. Yeah. So he was stationed at Oxnard. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, there's a Naval base there called Port Wainimi, uh, right by literally just North of like the Malibu, Santa Monica area. Okay. Uh, about yeah, about forty-five minutes north of LA, so not too bad. Uh, just uh, a huge naval CB base there. So I grew up on. I lived on that base for many years of my life, and then once he retired, we uh, decided to stay there and um, graduated high school there. So yeah. Cool, man. I I didn't realize you were a military brat. Yeah, so. that's all I knew, honestly, growing right. up. So all of my friends growing up, even my friends out of high school or in high school. They, uh, majority of them, their parents were military as well, too. Um, kind of that community. So it was really, it was really good. It was good growing up, uh, being a part of the military. So 
when did you first start thinking about serving yourself? Honestly, I don't I don't even remember like going through high school. I didn't even the military never even really kind of it never really crossed my mind. Um I thought I was going to I played baseball throughout high school. Uh well, yeah, a little bit. I played a little bit of baseball. Uh, growing up, I played baseball um, forever, and I uh, got to high school and just kind of lost interest. But I always thought that I was going to play baseball in college, and I thought I was going to really? go to college, right? Right. But uh, I think when I got to high school and all the distractions started happening, I, yeah. I put baseball on the back burner. Um, but, uh, yeah, I never really thought that I was going to be in the military. I thought I was just going to go off to college, and honestly, I didn't even think about it. I, I literally... When I was in high school, it was uh, every day was just living in that day, I guess you can say. Right. I never really thought about like my future, going to college or going in the military or what I was going to do after. Right. All I wanted to do was just hang out with my friends. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it was never like one of those things where I was like, OK, I'm going to join the military. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to join the military. I, I was I, I guess I was always somewhat infatuated with the military in a way. I always liked it mm-hmm. um, growing up. On the on on the navy bases that I lived at, one I was lucky to live in Miramar as well too, where uh, they used to have Top Gun back in the day. Oh right, man, I yeah. Can so I'm talking like really cool Top Gun. <laughs> Even on the movie, you can see my dad's <laughs> old work. It's really cool. Yeah, yep. Um, so I always had uh, like a thing for aviation as well too. I guess. Yes, uh, I really liked. Yeah, you. yep. Really liked airplanes, um, but I never thought that. Uh, you know, it, I was going to pursue it like in a career or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I just never, never had an idea that I was going to join the military. Really? Yeah. So when did it first start coming up for you? So I, I saw that like back then. So this is like I, I grew up in, in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my school was, you know, throughout the 90s. And uh, um, back then, you know, my, my, my dad, like I said, was retired military. He worked on base after, uh, my mom worked at the childcare. So not a lot of income. Right. Um, and there's three of us. So I, I saw that my, I have an older sister my parents, you know, paid for her college. Right. So right. I didn't, I, when I was getting a little bit, uh, older in high school, I was like, man, I don't, you know, I don't really want to put the burden on my parents. Right. And, you know, once I, uh, once I did go to my senior year, I kind of kicked it in gear and was like, okay, what am I really going to do? Right. Uh, and, and at that time I was like, okay, I, I do want to go to college. Um, but I was just trying to figure out ways. I didn't have the grades. I was terrible in school. Um, I actually only went to a, a real, I guess you can say a real high school my freshman year. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh, you, you yes. finished out. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> kind of a quick background with that, I guess yeah. you can say I, uh, so I went to a normal high school my freshman year and, um, in the second semester, got into some trouble, ended up uh, getting kicked out of high school, and uh, I was still too young to go to the continuation high school, they, they call it in California. So I ended up having to do what they call independent study, so homeschool, so kind of okay. like what the kids are doing nowadays. Yeah. I, I call myself the original homeschooler, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I uh, did that for my, uh, my sophomore year. And half of my junior year until I was old enough to go to to the continuation really? high school. Wow. Yep. So it was essentially like adult ed type right. type situation. So I I ended up going there and and uh, I finally kicked it into gear and actually graduated early. 
Um, and that's when I, I started tossing up the idea because I, I, not that I was, I, I don't know, I think I was just more of like a knucklehead in school, you know. Um, I, I, I always had like the smarts. I was just lazy, honestly, like pure, yeah. like just I, I had other intentions, right, instead of focusing on school and grades and future. Uh, but so actually thinking about the military, so it's a, it's a, it's a funny story, right? So <laughs> my, uh, one of my, my, my best friend, uh, he, so him and I worked together up at, uh, the Navy lodge up on base. So essentially, you know, billeting, right? What we call right, it for us. Right. He'd work the night shift and I'd work day shift. So what'd you do? So I was the, oh man, how do, how do I say it? I was the jack of all trades, master of none guy. Okay. <laughs> I, I, from uh, unclogging toilets to uh, bugs to cut grass, you name it. Uh, that was my, uh, that was my journey uh, that did not last very long <laughs> at all. <laughs> so um, no kidding. We, um, my, my buddy's name is Arwin. Uh, my best friend, we still talk to this day. Um, really? Him and I have just been through so much. So uh, his girlfriend at the time had just broken up with him. Uh, my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. So we were kind of just both being lame and like, dude, this sucks, right? So uh, <laughs> we're sitting there and, and mind it, like he worked a night shift, right? So he would have to go to work at 10 o'clock at night till I think 7 in the morning or so. And then I would go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, uh, me being the uh, terrible person at the time and had zero responsibility, I kind of would just go hang out with him and uh, sometimes not even go to work. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, this is like the true story. So we're sitting there and uh, there there would be a cop, a military police officer that uh, would always come in to get coffee, right? And uh, one one night he came in to get coffee. He was on the on the night shift, and he no kidding um, came in, started talking to us, and uh, um, kind of told us his story about the military and and how it like changed his life. And so we're sitting there. He leaves, and I look at Arwen. I'm like, bro, are you thinking what I'm thinking? No way. And uh, we just kind of looked at each other, and uh, we had another friend by the name of Jesse. Um, he. He wasn't. He didn't work with us at the at the uh, Navy Lodge. But anyways, we get off work. So he, sorry, Arwen gets off work. I was supposed to go to work that morning. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I called in sick. You right? had this new idea. Yes, yeah, so I had this new idea. Right. So I was like, hmm. So uh, as soon as Arwen got off work, we called our uh, our other buddy. Uh, his name's Jesse. Hey man, let's go talk to the recruiter. And no kidding, we went down that morning. We were actually supposed to join the Navy. We were no kidding going to yeah, join the Navy. Navy. Yep, we were going to join the Navy backs. just because Arwen's father, uh, Jesse's dad, my dad, we were, yeah. they were all in the Navy, right? So we yeah. were like, let's do it. So we get there, and uh, my buddy Arwen decides to tell everybody that he didn't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, like we were just laughing, you know, we had no idea, right? So we end up. Um, you know, he was really embarrassed about it, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he was like, hey, I don't know if we can talk to the Navy recruiter. So I was like, hmm. And this is before, like, you could Google anything. Wow. You know, there's no yeah, cell phones yeah, or, you yeah. know, there's like, this is, there's nothing, right? So no kidding. The Air Force is there. Like, she shows up, my recruiter, Tech Sergeant Fulton. I'll never forget her. She shows up kind of late, no, not even in uniform, you know, just uh, in, in civilian clothes and, 
she's got like a huge, like a big thing of coffee and, and, and donuts. And I'm like, I kind of look at Jesse and Arwen. I'm like, are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> like, uh, uh, I, I can't remember. I remember my, uh, I, I remember my dad always saying, you know, like the Air Force always had it good and um, they always took care of their folks, you know. So we just kind of like, you know, the light bulb came on and we walked into to her office and no kidding, man. She, she honestly, I, I want to say we were, you know, one of the best, like easiest, like, um, recruits for her. Cause it was literally, we were like, let's do it. Like, uh, like sign us up now before we, we, we back out. We regret this. Was it the buddy system? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we all, uh, uh, no kidding. So that was, I think that was like on a Monday or so, um, early in the week. And, uh, by Wednesday, um, we went to go take our ASVAB. So the three of us, right. Um, so we all took our ASVAB, we all passed, and um, we wanted to let her know that we wanted to do the buddy system, you know, so the three yeah. of us can go. Um, so we all went down to MEPS together the first uh, the first time, you know, when you do the physical. And um, we we all passed all that flying colors, all that good stuff and, and got our jobs. But the only thing was uh, Jesse, he had to leave a week before we did. So okay. uh, that was kind of, you know, kind of a bummer. Um, but uh he left a week before we did, and I, I think I want to say it was maybe from the time we walked into the recruiting office, from the time we left for basic training was probably six weeks maybe. So Quick. you weren't kidding, No, man. I you, was you like, yes. I, I, I told I told Arwen, I was like, let's not back out on this. Like, yeah. let's do this. And we even told uh, Sergeant Fulton at the time, we were like, you better take advantage of this wow. because I mean, literally like his, like I said, his girlfriend dumped him. My girlfriend dumped me. Right. So I was like, Hmm, what did the lodging him? office do when both of you left? Man, I re- dang, what is her name? I cannot remember. So the sad part was my dad worked there after, oh. right? So not, it just did not look good, man. Not look good at all. But you know, like I, I look at it now and it's funny cause I, you know, I, I, uh, I tell people that story all the time of like, man, just this dude. I, and you know what the crazy part is? Gosh, it's been – so I joined the military in September. So 9-9 of 99. So oh, yeah, is when I joined That's the military, nice. right? And um, I still remember to this day. So, gosh, like 21 – what, 20 – yeah, 21 years ago now? Yeah. Almost 21 yeah. years. Um, the guy that we talked to, his name was Steve Logue. No kidding. Yep, I, I okay. still remember it to this day. Like, I don't know – if this dude has like any like knowledge of what his impact was yeah. um, with me and with Arwen, um, it's Which crazy. Which guy? The military police. The military police really? guy. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And the crazy thing was, so uh, he was trying to convince uh, Arwen and myself to be um, police officers, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the Air Force, <laughs> you don't want to be security police, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, at first, like I, I, I told uh, uh, Sergeant Fulton, my recruiter, like, hey, you know, I'll, I want to be a police officer. She kind of gave this look, like. No, no, bro. Like, do not, <laughs> do not do security forces, right? <laughs> She's like, don't go open, uh, open general, and don't go security forces. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever, right? Uh, so my biggest thing was I wanted to, like, go with Arwen, right? Like, that was right. why, like, you know, uh, you know, I, I wanted to go with Jesse, like the three of us, but we already knew um, he had a good job that he couldn't turn down, right? Okay. So uh, I ended up going um, open, um, 
open mechanical, I think it was. And uh, just so that Arwen and I can go at the same time, right? Um, come to find out, like, the normal, uh, um, the, the Air Force sticks you where you want to go. Um, and uh, they gave me a job that was not what I expected, but it was all good, though. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of so, a, a quick nutshell of, like, how I decided that I was going to be in the military. Just wow. not, not the normal story, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you get your job when you were in basic already? Yes. Like yeah. halfway so, through? Uh, yeah. So uh, my, my first actual job in the Air Force was uh, uh, aircraft armament systems um, something. I uh, Craftsman or something. I can't remember, right? So I was like, man, what is that? Like, <laughs> no idea, right? Um, come to find out, like, you know, like, you know, the job descriptions, they talk about, like, uh, they talk about electrical systems, computer aids, and all these things, right? right? And I'm right. like, oh, dude, this is yeah, they make it cool. sound yeah, nice. they make it sound <laughs> super cool. And I was like, dude, let's do this, right? Like, first of all, you know, I get to leave with my my best friend, and uh, uh, I, I I get this cool job, this and that, right? Uh, I get to work on airplanes, which is cool, you know. Come to right. find out, you know, like full circle, I end up working on aircraft, mm-hmm. right? Which I always liked, right? So. I look at it now and I'm like, wow, man, they really do put you where they where they need you, right? I mean, I didn't score like amazing on the ASVAB, but I did pretty decent. But uh, I, I get to tech school, which was at uh, Shepherd Air Force Base in northern Texas, where there is literally nothing out there. <laughs> uh, I get there and come to find out that I was the dude that put uh, ordnance on uh, on aircraft. So, I mean, like I I look at it now and man, it was such a blessing to have that job because. One, the people. I, I love the right. people that I worked with. Um, the community is just insane. Like, it's such a good community, a maintenance community. So, is it maintenance or is that ammo? Where you uh, ammo? So, it's maintenance. No, okay. yeah. So, there's two. And, and bro, you want to make a weapons troop, man? <laughs> oh, so, okay. So, you're, you're weapons. I was weapons. Yes, gotcha. yes, right. yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that. <laughs> so, one of, one of a, a guy asked me uh, back home a couple weeks ago. He's like, so you were ammo? I was like, no, bro. <laughs> definitely not ammo <laughs> my tech school was longer <laughs> nice, nice. but no man it was uh you know at first because they always tell you like hey get a job that will help you um on the outside right so right. um and, and still to this day I, I tell people that that you know younger younger dudes um guys or girls that are interested in the military they ask me like oh you know what should i do and i'm like make sure you know, you get a job that's going to help you um, transition into the the civilian sector if you decide right, to get out. Right. right, it's so important, super important. Yeah. Right, don't kind of don't go the route that I went. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate, obviously, but like the moment that you go open, they're literally going to stick you where they need you. You're you're just a number to them. So um, yeah, it yeah. was. You know, it it all worked out good for me. Um, Shepherd, uh, I can't remember. Have you been to Shepherd? So, so I haven't. No, not Shepherd. Man, let me tell how, you. How was it? Were you there in the uh, winter? Uh, uh, no, it was. Yeah, actually, I was. I was there. I got there in. I want to say it was October of '99, towards the end of October mm-hmm. of '99, and then I graduated tech school in February of Ooh. of uh, 2000. Um, so I, I got to do the Christmas Exodus. Went home. You know, tech school okay. kind of really. Uh, I met some really, 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 really good. Uh, dudes out there at tech school that I actually still talk to to this day um, after graduating basic because um, Arwen ended up going to Keesler and then I went to Shepherd. it was like I was like oh dude this kind of sucks right but I, yeah. I met some really really good really good uh, people out there that I, I had a great time with 
uh shepherd itself is just terrible like there's nothing there man it's um just not a fun place to go to and yeah. it's it just you know i i think like the tech school environment not that i i had a hard time with rules but you know when you overemphasize something um I, I felt like as an adult like it's just it was hard right that was probably right, my right. hardest thing um being there but you know i just honestly i made the best of it yep made the best of it met some great people there um and then yeah left there and i graduated from tech school in 2002 i think it was or sorry 2000 february 2000 so having the hard time with rules what about boot camp uh so you know boot camp man i was that dude that literally what was my i think my special job was like a shoe aligner right did you lay low i laid low bro i laid low yes man i laid low like i wasn't in the best shape (laughs) not that i am now but a shoe aligner (laughs) i I, like (laughs) i was a shoe aligner um, I remember one of, one of my, one of my friends actually he had joined the air force before I did. He was a year older than me and he was like, dude, just lay low. He's like, you're not yeah, trying yeah. to, you, I wasn't trying to win like, you know, honor grad or, or right, anything like right. I literally just wanted to graduate. Right. That's all I cared about was graduating. Um, but yeah, you know, having, obviously having my, my best friend there was just amazing. Right. Like the dude, like he slept maybe three beds down for me right oh, so that had to be good yeah man yeah. having having him there was like just a, definitely a peace of mind you know like i said back then you know in the in the late 90s there was no cell phones right so we literally had the phone call you know you put in the quarter and or you make the collect call hey, or man, whatever but yeah did, did that choke you up on that first Dude, phone you call have no idea bro i told my mom and dad i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> Mom and dad, I'm so sorry yeah. for everything I did. <laughs> I said, please write me a letter every day. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because honestly, man, I, I think about it like because, man, I put like my parents, you know, not to get like too in depth, but like, man, I put my parents through so much. Right. And when mm-hmm. I was in high school and like, man, that one moment of like uh, humility, man, when I called them, I was like, I'm so sorry. Mom and dad. <laughs> like please forgive me for being a dummy. Like, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I was lucky enough. Cause I remember, I remember to this day, like, man, there were guys there that like their mom and dad, they didn't answer their, their phones, you know? And oh, like man. I said, you know, like if it's not like nowadays where everybody has a cell phone, right? I hear they get their cell phones. Yes. Yeah. That's what I heard. I know yeah. it's crazy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, luckily I was fortunate enough to, um, have them, be there they answered it and from there it was like game on they they spammed everybody with my address so and i was getting stuff yeah getting letters um yeah it was cool man basic was it it was you know it was it wasn't too hot in san antonio at the time so which Mm -hmm. was really nice leaving in september that was the second time i ever fired a a weapon in my life okay uh the first time i was probably like 10 years old or so so you know going out there shooting the at the time we were still shooting m16s yeah. So uh, I shot that. I actually got marksman, which was Did great. You? I'm pretty okay. sure the dude next to me was shooting mine. <laughs> but <laughs> nice, nice. but uh, got I got a marksman uh, ribbon out of it, and uh, yeah, man, it was you know it was good. Um, you know, I think graduating basic training is one of those things that you'll never ever uh, forget. You know, I, I think yeah. it's like something that is just uh, like a, a life memory that you'll never forget, right? And for me, I think the biggest thing was just seeing my parents because my mom and dad uh they came out um for my graduation mm-hmm. um so did arwin's parents so it was really cool seeing them 
Um, yeah, basic was, uh, man, I, I was that dude that just really, really laid low, man. I, That's good. I, I wasn't the most in shape dude. So, uh, uh, yeah, man, you know, I had my battles. I think the hardest thing for me was just, uh, um, you know, being away, man, just like, right. you know, I was 18 years old and never really been away from my, my family. So, um, yeah, man, it was, it was good. I, dude, I think at the time, I don't know what it is now, but when I went through, it was like maybe six and a half weeks, so n- nothing yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> well, that's cool. So the basic going through with Arwen, and yeah. then so your tech school from Shepherd. Where was your first duty station? So my uh, uh, another one of those uh, lovely Air Force. Uh, we're gonna put you where <laughs> we need you, right? So you know, going through your your tech school you have the thing called your your dream sheet right mm-hmm. man it's not a dream sheet where, man. where did you hope to go so I, I was still homesick man like by oh, that okay. time in tech school i wanted to go to uh so so i i went out when i when i went through tech school uh for for the weapons career field mm-hmm. when you're in basic you don't know what uh what aircraft you're going to put down right so uh or sorry you, that you're going to get when you find out your job, then you get to select like your aircraft. Oh, that's right. Yes, Based on yeah, what aircraft yeah, is aircraft. where exactly. you could be yep. So, uh, so for me, I had no idea, right? Like I, like I said, I liked airplanes, but I didn't know what really they, you know, what airplanes or what this and that. So I just kind of put whatever down on my uh, on my sheet of basic training, right? Right. So when I get to tech school, I find out that I work that I I uh, was chosen to work on um, F-15s. So. Uh, you know, with F-15s, there wasn't really a lot of close bases uh, to the West Coast. Uh, I put down Nellis. Go figure, right? Yeah. Here right now. Uh, <laughs> I put down uh, I put down Nellis. Um, where else did I put down? Mount Home. I put down Edwards, which wasn't too far away from where, right. where I live. It was going to be um, a, a hard one to get, right? Um, so pretty much all, like, West Coast bases. I didn't put anything overseas because I was like no way right so by this time like arwin and jesse had both graduated both of those guys get like stationed close to home i think uh really jesse got like where did he go um ah not vandenberg okay yep so not too far away from from uh from oxnard and arwin got uh uh dm so in tucson so still an easy drive right so i'm like man my luck is in my court right man i want to get like nellis or you know somewhere close (laughs) man i remember still to this day walking downstairs and the assignments were out and mine said raf lake and heath i was like first of all where's that at (laughs) (laughs) wow like i have no idea where that is right and uh um again there's no google right so uh my tech school instructor says oh you're going to the to the uk i was like like no kidding my heart was like crushed man i was like no dude i do (laughs) not want to go overseas like that's just like more time away from my family right and uh um you know in tech school you have like the opportunity to like you know change assignments with somebody right remember an active duty Mm -hmm. yeah yep so i started looking to that right with another dude in my class because uh, I was like, well, if I'm going overseas and maybe I want to go somewhere, I want to go like Japan, right? Okay. But uh, he he wanted to go to Europe, so we tried swapping. It didn't it didn't happen. Uh, I ended up going to 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 Lake and Heath. So okay, yep. So I got the, I got to Lake and Heath in uh, February of uh, 2000. Yeah. Wow, Lake and Heath. So I haven't been over to Lake and Heath. It was amazing. So- Really? Dude, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I got there. I was 19 years old. I just turned 19 in tech school. Uh, I get there and 
uh, no kidding, the, the, the first thing that I, I ever bought. So, so I, I, I tell you, I've been pretty lucky with having, um, you know, friends and family or just acquaintances that have been in the Air Force, right? Uh, but one of the kids that, uh, one of the guys that I grew up with was actually stationed out there as well, too. So, uh, and we lived on the same street. No um, way, Yeah, that, yeah. So it was good, that, man. Uh, his name's Tim. Um, still keep in contact with him every so often, that's too. Good. But uh, so he found out that I was going to Lake Heath, and I get there, and, uh, you know, you get a sponsor and all that good stuff. But right. uh, I, I, you know, I, I got in contact with him, and he picked me up from the airport. And uh, as a 19-year-old, the first thing I bought in England was a case of Bud Light. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> Just because, right? <laughs> because you can, right? right, right. So, and it had to be Bud Light. Uh, it had to be Bud Light, man. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, the the, the, the I, I can honestly say the first purchase <laughs> of my life in the in the UK was uh, a case of Bud Light at the shop at there. So um, yeah, I uh, my my, uh, my squadron there. I was in the four ninety fourth there. Uh, amazing, man. You know, I, I think about it now, like how much like of an actual blessing it was to get stationed at Lake and Heath because so right. many, so many good things came out of it. Um, I, uh, it's so funny, man. I, I look at it now, honestly, because at the time when I graduated tech school, I, like I said, I had no desire to go overseas, right? I just wanted to go home, be closer to my family. I could see yeah. them on the weekend. Right. And I'll tell you what, I, I cannot even imagine like what my life would be like if I never went to England. So right. yeah, it's it cool, man. Yep. So from there, I uh, uh, spent two years over there, and uh, I ended up getting an assignment to. Uh, so when you leave overseas, you get uh, what they call an equal listing. Mm -hmm. So the Air Force drops what they call an equal listing. I, I, I still think they have that um, with assignments of your career field um, for you know overseas returnees, right? So uh, my equal listing came out, and um, there was assignments to Barksdale. Uh, there was assignments to Luke. I think it was like 14 or 15 that were open. I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to Luke, right? Like, this is guaranteed. Okay, Arizona? Is uh, down in Arizona, okay. yeah. Yep, near Phoenix, right? I had some really good friends there that I was stationed with at Lake and Heath. And uh, uh, I was like, I guarantee you I'm going to Luke. 16, yeah. or I think a 14 or 16 positions, right? Uh, so it's kind of the same thing. You you you, you fill out a dream sheet, right? What, mm -hmm. with, with the equal listing that comes out, What do you where do you want to go? So um, there was... I'm trying to think what else was there. Mountain Home was there, uh, which is in Idaho, and Hill, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Hill Air Force Base, which is in northern Utah. So I was like, okay, like I've had a great time. This is my two years at, uh, at Lake and Heath. Um, you know, my time's coming up. And then I uh, um, put my, my, my list down. I put, I put Luke as my number one, um, Nellis number two, Mountain Home number three, and Hill Air Force Base is number four. Okay. And – um, turn it in, and then within like two weeks, um, I get a call from the orderly room, and hey, your your assignment's here. And uh, sure enough, I I got Hill Air Force Base, which is in Northern Utah. And I was like, oh great, again, right? Like, yeah. I, I honestly had no idea because I, I didn't know anybody th there again, and I was like, oh man, it's gonna be one of those things again, right? So I got stationed at Hill in in February or March of 2002. Um, and honestly, the rest was history from there. Um, I loved it. I worked F-16s there. I was in the, in the fourth fighter squadron there, um, actually separated from active duty there in, uh, 2008. So, um, I went on a deployment there, actually went on a deployment at, when I was at Lake Heath as well too. So, uh, actually went on two deployments at Hill. So, yeah. Wow. So back at Lake Heath, mm -hmm. how, how was it being 19 over in the UK? 
Oh man. Did, were you driving? Did, yes. did you get a car? I but. did. So I actually had like three cars there and <laughs> it's so funny, like being overseas, man, especially when you're young, um, you know, this is early two thousands. A, a clunker? Totally. One hundred percent. Dude, one of my cars, no kidding, had a legit choke on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Volvo, man. We used to call nice. it the Blueberry. It's like this really <laughs> old, like two-door uh, Volvo that maybe had like forty horsepower. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was terrible, man. Um, and you know, it's it's uh, right side drive there, right? Yeah. So, um, and all three cars that I had there, um, they were all uh, stick shift too, right? So you actually switch oh, with, yeah, your your, with your left hand, right? So. Dang. Um, and the clutch is uh, the clutch is, is it, normal. Yeah, clutch oh, and gas normal? is normal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yep. So that's normal. Um, you know, you drive on the opposite opposite side of the road there. Um, and uh, their biggest thing, I would say, um, driving wise, they they don't really they don't have four way stops there. They have uh, it's all the roundabouts. The roundabouts. Yes, okay. yeah. So no kidding. I don't know what it was, <laughs> man, but I had I just could not understand it. Right? <laughs> I, that would trip me up yes. being the right you're driving on the, on the right side, side of the road. Yes, yeah, the, yep. You're you're on the yeah. left side. Of the uh, yes, road. you're on the left side of the road. The right hand yes. drive. Yes, yeah, yep. And then going around, going around the way? opposite way. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing oh, ever. Yeah. yeah, it was so so like I feel like and still to this day like so where I live at now like they're really they're really utilizing uh, the roundabout, okay. right? So, and, and I, I see people, like, to this day, they're so, like, <laughs> flustered when they go to yeah. the roundabout, right? So, I, I always tell my wife, I'm like, I, I get it. Like, I, like I, I get it 100%. Like, I understand. I've been there, you know? <laughs> but it's crazy because all you do is yield to the left, like, mm-hmm. literally, or, you know, opposite side when you're in, in, in the UK, right? So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it was cool, but yeah, man, you know, spending two years over there, I feel like, uh, uh, the, the people that I worked with, you know, I, I lived in the barracks my, my whole two years yeah. there. I, uh, I, I, so in weapons, you, you work in a crew of three, um, you, you have a one man, a two man and a three man. Um, and you, you work with that crew, you're, it's the same crew, um, from the really? time that you get there till, you know, if somebody PCSs or, or uh, if somebody takes another job somewhere. But, you know, for the most part, you know, daily duties, you work with them, right? And I could not have, like, lucked out. Like, I had such an amazing supervisor, um, an amazing two-man, and I was a three-man. Um, you know, I, I feel like it was just, uh, it, it like, all, like, the stars aligned for me there, right? Like, with the crew that I had from the squadron that I went to, um, from the experience that I got, like, I, I would just like, think about it, man. Like, dang, dude, I'm 19, 20 years old. And dude, this is just uh, amazing. Right. I mean, there's times like you, I, I would still, you know, get homesick or what, or whatnot. Right. right? But right. then everybody else did. Right. So like literally you had like, um, the people there to, you know, help pick you up. And, you know, like I worked swing shift pretty much like my whole career there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, which was, you know, you, you worked hard on swings. Um, the jets normally fly during the day and then, uh, come back broken and you fix them. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, it, it was great, man. I, I think about it now and I, I tell like, you know, I tell my kids now, like going there at that age was the greatest thing for me. Cause it uh, like made me grow up. Right. Like, yeah. you, you know, you learn responsibility. So, yeah. That's cool. It sounds like you were a part of a good team. One hundred percent. I know the camaraderie overseas. Yeah. Yep. Is, yeah. Is so good. Yeah. One hundred percent, man. And I, uh, 
you know, um, I, my, my friends there, their family, uh, I still to this day talk to a lot of them that I was stationed with over there. Man, that, that's good. Yeah, that's yep. So, uh, you know, you know, I, I couldn't have uh, – luckily for me, I had a couple people that I went to tech school with get stationed over there as well too. And, um, you know, we just uh, – man, we, we, we made the best of it over there. Like it's, it's a weird – you know, when I went to Hill, um, it was good and it was great. Don't get me wrong, but I felt like being overseas – like just brought you like that much closer um especially being at that age right i wasn't married uh um, it was more of like just like the the people that i hung out with like no kidding were my friends but also my family right because right man i I missed everything over there i think i went home one time in the two years that i was one time maybe yeah I think one time while, while, okay. while I was there for two years. Right? Yeah, that's a big flight. Yeah, yep. to, to be coming back. Yeah, yeah, yep. So you know, you just—I uh, feel like you just—you—you you really it, one. It makes you grow up, and and right. two, it just opens your eyes to like, because man, like I, I never, you know, this kid from like Southern California got to go to England and spend two years of his life over there, and um, it was great, man. I, I loved it, absolutely loved it, man. Yeah, I didn't realize that you did six years at Hill. Yes. In Utah. Yeah, yep. So I did six years. And uh, all as weapons. All as weapons, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. So, uh, um, you know, Hill was a great assignment, phenomenal. Um, you know, it, it was it was a different ap- uh, atmosphere there, I guess you can say. Right. You know, especially going from, like, the F-15 community to the F-16 community. Um, ops tempo, like, just crazy. Is that common to switch platforms? It is, yeah, yeah. In, in our career field, yeah. Yeah, because okay. um, y- you... Especially on the fighter side, um, you kind of uh, get, you know, the gist of how things work, right? Okay. Um, you know, you just have to learn, like, the different uh, uh, nuances of each aircraft, So you right? stayed within the fighter community. I did, yeah. Is- yep. Yeah. Yeah. But you can go to the bomber community as well, too. You can go uh, spec ops. Like, you can go pretty much anywhere, okay. right? So, All right. Um, yeah, man, I was pretty lucky to go um, from one fighter to another fighter. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it was great, man. Um, Hill, was, like I said, it was, it was good. Um, you just... We worked a lot at Hill, a lot, long, long hours, a lot of weekends. You know, I just, uh, um, it, it, it got hard, right? Yeah, yeah that's yep. what I heard a lot. Yeah. On, yep. So I'm, I was a noner. Mm-hmm. Is that what, noner? <laughs> oh, yeah, we call you guys noners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so being a weapons crew, you're working on the flight line. Yes. And then, so basically what everyone else in the Air Force that's not on the flight line yes. is known as the noners. The noners, right. 100%, <laughs> right? <laughs> Because let me tell you, like, working on the flight line can get brutal. I mean, yeah. so, for instance, you know, we're down here at Nellis, right? And it's mm-hmm. 112 degrees outside, right? Nope. Just because it's 112 degrees outside doesn't mean you oh, cannot wow. work, right? So, yeah. and same thing up at Hill. Um, man, the flight line is, like, right next to a canyon. So, the the winds that come through there, I, m- I remember one time, like, it was with the wind chill factor, it was, like, negative 26 outside, right? Oof. Mm. It don't mean anything. You're still working, right? right. So um, I, I think that's where the whole, like, noners thing came in, right? Because right? Yeah, we're we in the office. Yeah. We're, yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we worked, man. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, man, it was it, it was good. Like, I, 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 loved, uh, I loved Hill, man. It's it's home now. Like, I, honestly, I look mm-hmm. at that place as, like, home now because I've been there uh, longer than I've lived in California. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the way we are now with Georgia, uh-huh. and we're realizing that, wow, we've been in the, our home longer than we've been in any other Isn't home. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I, I think about it now, man. Like, I, honestly, I, I think about that all the time now because, 
man, I swear, like 2002 when I first got orders to, I remember driving up, I took leave, uh, in, you know, in, in route and mm-hmm. um, driving up from uh, from California up to Hill. I was just like, it was like mountains and it's beautiful, right? Yeah. Beautiful. And I was like, dang, I, man, I got pretty lucky, right? To go from right, England right. To, to Hill. And I remember when I, when I left my, my supervisor, um, one of the last things he told me was like, hey, you know, Hill's actually a hidden gem. You know, ah. so uh, and it, he was one hundred percent correct on that. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't been yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You didn't get out. to go out. Yeah. Mm, yep. You yet. didn't get to go out to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. So for your deployments. Yeah. Uh, where are some of the places you went? So my first, uh, my first deployment um, was in December of two thousand one. So back then, right they uh, um, right after 9-11, okay, yes. Wow. Yeah, no, no, sorry, right, yeah, it was right after, was it? Yeah, it was right after, yeah. Um, we went to, uh, um, no, it was before 9-11, so gosh. Was so it right it was before? In, it was right before, so it was probably, the, it was the year before that then. Okay. Um, we, uh, we went to Southern Watch, um, to Al-Jabber Air Base, Kuwait, right? So. Okay. Um, man, I remember still to this day, uh, I was, I was uh, still 19 at the time, 19 or 20 or so, um, going down there and like, uh, after the first, you know, Gulf War, they had like Northern Watch and Southern Watch. Um, and, uh, so we went to, to Al Jabra Air Base, Kuwait and, uh, really young at the time. And I, I'm talking like bear base. Um, you know, I, I, it was kind of like the first like eye opener to me of like what really happened, you know, in the middle East. And it was literally like, um, I don't know. Have you ever been to El Jabra before? No, I haven't. It's literally, it's, it's like a, it's a compound, you know, it's a compound. Uh, there's a runway there. Um, we, we lived in huts and, uh, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, there's so all the signs of, like, do not walk here because of, you know, UXOs. Right. And um, I, I got, like, my flak vest, my helmet and all that. And, you know, not to say that, I you know, I wasn't infantry or anything like that, right? But mm-hmm. as, as a mechanic, right, as a maintenance guy, you're like, right. man, why am I wearing this, right? Yeah, that uh, had to be eye-opening. Yeah, it was really eye-opening. Kind of bear base. It probably had yeah, you. you saw the sea wire, and that was kind yeah, of that's it. it. That's it, man. Yep, that's it. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we deployed there for for three months. Um, busy. We worked uh, 12 hours every day at the minimum, six, seven days a week. We yeah. just, you know, there was nothing else to do, right? Um, we were really busy. Uh, we actually made the news a few times because of how busy we were. So, yeah, man, it was definitely like to see uh, the whole thing of like all the the work and the training that we did prior and actually like see it in action. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. You, you know, deployed with your team as a unit. Yes, or? yeah, as my squadron. Yeah, okay. yep, yep. As uh, as the four ninety fourth, we uh, we went there and and uh got to do our actual job so that's great yeah man it was great dude we 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 loaded some really really cool unique ordinances um and uh yeah spent three months there and i don't know how i got stuck on swings there too so (laughs) um but it was good though because i i learned so much being there um so yeah i did did uh did three months at that one and then uh as soon as i got to hill I ended up going to uh, Operation Northern Watch, uh, kind of okay. slash Enduring Freedom, because we mm-hmm. were supporting both. Uh, and I went to Interlake, Turkey um, for that one. And that was awesome, too. That was more like, 
man, compared to like Al Jabber in Kuwait, uh, Southern Watch, compared to um, Turkey, man, it was night and day. Really? A little oh bit more God. business oh, way more, hours? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Business hours. Uh, you could wear civilian clothes. Uh, you could okay. go off base. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, technically it was a deployment, but I mean, right. yeah, like it really wasn't, man. You can you, you can still drink alcohol there okay. and, uh, you know, it, it, it was gone, right? Um, but uh, completely different. Um, and I, I spent, so that one I did three months. Um, it was crazy. I literally got, I, I got to Hill in February. I think I got, you know, did the whole in-processing and all that good stuff, got certified in April and then in May I deployed. So it's quick. It has to be good to tie your purpose right in. Yes, right in. To your job. Yeah. And yeah. So it made the transition. And I was the new guy. So uh, I was, uh, um, I think, no, I wasn't even, I was a senior airman at the time still. And uh, yeah, you know, just being the new guy there kind of didn't really know a lot of people. But uh, man, you know, our, our community was, you know, they're, it's weird, man. Weapons is just, it's such a, it's a great community, right? Amazing. So, you know, they brought me in and yeah, it was a great time, man. It was a good deployment. Um, and then I also went to, um, OIF in December of 05 to May of 06. Okay. Yep. So I went to Balad Air Base for that one. Let me do some calculations. Yep. December of 05. Yeah. Yep. Yep. May of 06. May of 06. So okay. just under, uh, what was that? Uh, I was somewhere else. March, April, I right? was somewhere else then. I was thinking. Oh, okay. Okay. So I wasn't until, uh, Balad until later. Oh, I thought gotcha. we were there at the oh, same okay. time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah, that was my third deployment. Um, that one was, I would say, of all the deployments, definitely the most eye-opening um, yeah. of uh, how much, like, the bad guy doesn't like you, I guess you can say, right? right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a secret. Blod was the uh, the nickname was Mortaritaville, right? That's so right. <laughs> you yeah. know about it, man. Yep, yeah. you know all about it, man. So kind of every day, uh, you know, you, you get these things thrown at you that uh, um, weren't nice, right? So did they have the C Rams there? They did, the <laughs> dude. So so I went. Uh, so on my deployment, I went. Um, we call it Advon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember that, right? Yes. So, like the first one to go, you kind of you go there before the squadron gets there. Right, before the jets. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. So, so I was on the Advon team. It was me and my crew. I was already staff sergeant at the time, and uh, so my crew, uh, luck of the draw, we get picked to go. Right. So there was probably I think a total of like eighteen of us that go there. Um, so we leave Hill on a on a C five, right, and. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget it. Like, I was sick. Had the worst head oh, cold man. ever, right? Oh, oh a head oh, cold? Oh, my gosh. It was terrible, man. Worst head cold ever. I remember, like, flying to Rota. Um, we were supposed to air refuel over the Atlantic, um, but we something ended up breaking. So we stopped okay. in Gander, um, went to – we made it to Rota, and uh, I just remember landing, and, like, I had the worst, like – like sinus headache, oh, my dude. ears wouldn't pop. Oh, dude, it was so terrible, man. Oh. And then uh, we get uh, we get to Balad right before right before right before New Year's. I think I left the day after Christmas. I think it was. Yeah, I want to say it was the day after Christmas, and then because we were all like excited because we still got there in uh, in December, so we got the tax free. Oh, <laughs> for the month. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. So you know, uh, you know how it goes, man. Um, but yeah, we get there, and I get there before the the squadron, and um, 
I think that next morning, my second or my first day actual morning there, like we get uh, attacked, you know, mortared. And I was like, what in the world? About joined the Air Force, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they, this, yeah. You know, this ain't supposed to be happening, <laughs> right? Um, anyways, like that night, the C-RAM the fired, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I was like, what in the world is that? You know, you see the yeah. tracers and it's loud and oh my goodness, man. I was like what in the world did I get myself into? Right. Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was crazy. I kind of felt like the seasoned vet, right. Cause I'd been there right. for, uh, f- prior to the, the actual squadron coming in. I, I was probably there for like six or seven days already. Okay. So I was like, man, shoot, I'm the seasoned vet, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> when everybody came, you know, cause it was like the talk of the town, right? Like, right. All, you know, all the mortars, but like, you know, all, all, everybody comes like, oh man, have you guys been mortared yet? What was it like? You know, this and I was like, oh man, you guys are good, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, uh, I stayed there till, um, till, uh, till May. I actually came back, uh, I think a week, week and a half early prior to, mm-hmm. um, main body. I think, uh, that was kind of the reason why I got to go add Vaughn was cause you know, you have to do the full deployment, right? Uh, yep. Well, my wife was pregnant with our daughter. Oh, um, great. Yeah, yep. So uh, the fact that – and she was having some issues, um, you know, with the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that I went ad Vaughn, um, I, I got my time on station. So they ended up uh, sending me back about a week. Yeah, i say about a week, a week and a half Good. before uh, main body. So, yeah, I made it back. Um, uh, I, I think I came back on a Sunday. Yeah, I came back Sunday, and my daughter was born Thursday. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah made it back. Uh, made it back just in time, man. Yeah, awesome. yeah, but yeah, man, Balad was, you know, you've been there, man. It was amazing. Yeah. The old green bean, everybody remembers the oh, green yeah. bean, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mango, dude. I love the uh, uh, the, the mango smoothies. Um, <laughs> man, it was just, uh, you know, it was it was life there, man. Like mm-hmm. that was uh, that was it. You know, that one, that time in, in 2005, it was more, you know, you know, technology was a lot more uh, relevant, right? So mm-hmm. cell phones and and morale calls and. Uh, funny story like I don't know how she did it I have no idea how she did it but somehow my wife was actually able to call the weapon shop there really uh, bro still to this day I don't know wow. like I don't know how she got these special hookups yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah she she called and somehow got a hold of me and it was the weirdest thing ever man <laughs> yeah yeah weird weirdest thing ever but uh, uh yeah man so uh yep and um got back in in May of 06 and uh, that's when my daughter was born so yeah yep Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So is that part of the, the decision-making process that as life changed and, yeah, and yep. you kind of started having your family and dude, 100% bro. Yep. The, you saw it was time to 100% to make man. The dude, prior to that, man, I, I was like, I honestly thought I was going to be in the military my whole career, like right. my whole 20 years. Right. Because uh, dude, I, I was, man, I was like, I was that guy, man. I, I, I actually like took pride you know, okay. I, dude, I, I starched my uniform, man. My boots yeah, were like, creases. yeah, man. I just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I took pride in it, man. Um, even getting hammered on at uh, working on the flight line. Never really. Oh, that's like, true. That y- is, you know, unique. yeah. Cause you, 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 a lot of the, a lot of the people that work on the flight line, they just, they're like, I don't care. Right. Like right, our uniforms right. are going to get messed up anyways. Right. Cause most of the time you change out into coveralls or you put Gore-Tex on depending on the weather or whatnot. Uh, but you know, I didn't really let that get to me, man. I was, dude, I was 100% like ironed my uniform every day, um, shine my boots every single day. And even like my troops too, like I wasn't, uh, you know, like, like, uh, like a better terms, like 
an a-hole about it right right I, I just told my guys like hey man dude let's take pride in this right let's uh let's be the best that we can be right there and it go. showed man because we won like load crew of the quarter we uh you know we always like like i said I, I was pretty lucky to always have like really 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 good folks on my crew so mm-hmm. uh, i made sure to like reciprocate that by making sure that you know they set the example like they had the image as well too that's cool. So let's see. So you were weapons your whole time in the Air Force. In the active duty. The, yeah. Active yep. duty. So, yeah, it's kind of weird, man, how I got into IT. I, uh, um, I always knew that it was like the route to go. So I would mm-hmm. always kind of pick up things here and there. Right. Uh, I try to help out as much as I could in the shop while I was in because uh, being on the flight line, you're you're kind of like that, just that bastard child. We never really had IT support. We just had in in-house right so you know in in the in the office there's always that one computer nerd right always the one computer nerd right and they'd fix everything right so i always try to like learn as much as i can um and uh um yeah man i uh i just picked up as much as i can and and uh having like uh, my background with like electronics in 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 the air force like Mm -hmm. helped out as well too and um, having a clearance, obviously, and um, yeah, man, it was kind of the stars aligned, man. Uh, yeah. Worked out good because I knew, honestly, the the moment that I got back and like after my daughter was born, I was like, yeah, like this is it for me. Right. You know, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna ride out my enlistment um, and uh, um, just go from there. I actually in 2004 I cross trained, I guess for a little bit. I I went to uh, fire school. I was gonna be a firefighter. Really? Okay. I, um, but I broke my ankle really bad oh. in, in tech school, like really bad. Oh, um, and uh, they ended up sending me back. Had like had to have two surgeries on it. And um, you know, my I think my time kind of just uh, um, I, I got through my window, and they wouldn't let me go back in, which was you know it was cool, man, because I guarantee you, if I would have got if I didn't break my ankle. I would have right. stayed. I guarantee I would have stayed in the military, right? Okay. So who knows where we would have been? Yeah. You know, hindsight, I always look at it as like, man, this is. Uh, it was such a blessing that, as much as it sucked breaking my ankle, right? Mm-hmm. That I I ended up going back to Hill and getting out of the military, and you know, here I am now. So yeah, yeah, dude, it was good, man. It was good. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people know about that, man. So have you uh, kept up with people? Actually, you have. You mentioned that you've been you keep up yeah, with some people yep. that you served with. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a weird man. I mean, like you know, I still talk to a lot of my friends like uh, growing up with, um, but uh, um, it's it just you know it's really weird, man. I, I've been so lucky to uh, have the people in my life from the military. Um, you know, whether they're my mentors or whether like I was their supervisor or whether you know we were just like coworkers, right? Um, I, I, he, you always run into, you're always going to run into somebody that, you know, um, that you either butt heads with or, um, you know, like it's just, it's weird, man. I, I've been lucky enough to like not have somebody really bad, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I still talk to a lot of them to this day, you know, and it's crazy now because a lot of the guys that, that I join with are, are either retired, which right. is crazy to think about, <laughs> right? Like, man, I still can't believe it. Are, are getting ready to retire, you know? Right. So a lot of them are like, you know, they've hit me up like, hey, how was the transition? It's scary. Because it is, right? Oh, like, so and you're able to help. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's like one of my, you know, I, I was very lucky to have somebody um, really take me under their wing. Uh, he was in the military as well, too. He got out and he knew that I was getting out. So he kind of took me under his wing and uh, taught me a lot, especially with IT. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, knowing that, he took the time, um, you know, and it, 
like the guy never like once said, you know, this is what you need to pay me or anything like that. He's like, I'm just going to take care of you. Right. Right. So I, I made a promise to myself that I would do 100% the same thing to others. Like, you know, people, especially on the weapons career field, because, you know, we do get a lot of, uh, crap for like oh you're what are you gonna do right like how is that gonna <laughs> transition to like the, the oh, civilian sector right right, right. Yeah. maybe working in the airlines exactly yeah um, yep yep so so you know i kind of look at it as it's like uh you know one of the one of the guys really helped me out so i feel like that's a a huge um thing that i love doing is like helping you know the guys that are getting out like hey i know the situation that you're i've been there mm -hmm. right um and it's not like you go from like guarantee no matter what you know you're gonna get a paycheck every two weeks right right um to oh my gosh like man uh, this is crazy right um so yeah you know there's always that anxiety of like um okay how's this gonna work right um yeah. you know and I, I think a lot of it is is like the drive so for me when i was getting out of the military i was like man i don't want to go like a lot of people will get out and you know go to the hangars over at hill and work you know and you know turn wrenches and all that okay. you know i just didn't right. want to do that anymore right i mm -hmm. felt like uh you know, my time had passed doing that. And, um, yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a hard transition. Um, but I look at it now and I'm just like, man, without that, my, my buddy that helped me out, man, I, you know, it's crazy. Like I, w I don't even know where I'd be at, man, honestly. Okay, so yeah. he helped guide you into the IT. Into the field. IT. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 100%, man. So yeah, dude, I, I was so, so lucky and, you know, you know, definitely having a clearance helped out a huge thing, right? Because we, we know how much, like, how much of a pain it is, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, having that and uh, just getting um, to know people and, um, yeah, man, it worked out good. So still to this day, like, I, I try my hardest to help as many people as I can uh, that are transitioning just, you know, whether it's with a resume, whether it's with, uh, um, you know, uh, certifications or just, mm -hmm. you know, just general BSing with somebody that's nervous, right? Getting ready to get out. Yeah. Dude, I love speaking to them just to kind of calm their nerves, man. Because, dude, the anxiety is real when you get out, man. You got a family. You got, a, you know, a wife and kids that you got to take care of. So, yep. That's really great. I'm going to I'm gonna try to take that away from the this podcast. Yeah. Um, that keep in touch. Definitely. With people from my past. I, yeah, I, dude, it's huge, man. It, it's huge, at least for me, right? Like, I, I look at it now, and, and I, I, I think back, like, in, in the last 20, 20 plus years of – of uh, my somewhat of a military and even now as our team now we a lot of us are prime military um, man you, there's like that like bond that bro bond that you just mm -hmm. can't you know what I mean like right. like it's just uh, you, you always look out for them right you know you're mm -hmm. always going to have a thing for for somebody that was in the military that you just kind of have this thing that you uh, you know you you look out for them right so and, and like I said for me dude that's all like my soul like mission in life was just to help anybody out as much as I can, right? I had a few more questions I was thinking about ending with. I wanted to, to know, is there anyone that, that you served with that, that you would like to touch base with again that, that you haven't? Um, man, um, I would say, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, when I went to tech school, like I said, I didn't, um, I just had a really sour taste in my mouth in tech school. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just didn't, I, I didn't like Shepard. Right. Um, mm -hmm. it was like literally my mark, my first time being away by myself. Right. Cause my buddy had left and, um, you know, my, my, uh, uh, my tech school instructor there, my first one in, in, 
in the the basic course um at the time he was a staff sergeant staff sergeant bomar um just a great dude and you know like staff sergeant bomar yep great dude um he I felt like he was like one of those because you know, man, you go to tech school and, and it's like I was at the time. I always kind of felt like some tech school instructors were wannabe TIs, right? Like mm-hmm. they they had that, you know, <laughs> like they were just like almost like they couldn't cut it out being a TI, right? So they're like, ah, oh, man, I want to be like this hard ass uh, tech school instructor, right? Like, bro, get out of here, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. um, and, and I was lucky because both of mine were not like that. But yeah, Siren Bomar, man, he was just uh just amazing, man. Just, yeah. uh, you know, a good family man. Uh, I was really young at the time, and um, I just kind of built, like, this this bond with him. And come to find out, when I ended up going to Hill, um, I had been there for a couple of years. He ended up uh, PCSing there. Um, so he got out of uh, instructing and, and went to Hill. So I got to see him for a couple of years, and he is uh, – he's a chief now. Um, he's still in, actually. I think to this day, I want to say, um, he's uh, – uh, a chief. The last time I, I saw, he was like a chief uh, for ACC headquarters, or something. So, really? yeah, man, just just a, a, a great dude, man. Awesome guy. Um, you know, it's so hard, man. I've had so many good supervisors. Uh, I, I always say that, man. I, I was so blessed for my my Air Force career because I had like, not that the stars always aligned for me, right? Um, but like, you know, I, I just felt like uh, I always had the the great supervisors. Um, great opportunities for me to excel, uh, always set, setting up for success. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was good. It was great. That's awesome. Uh, this has been a great uh, trip down memory lane. Dude, I'm and, telling you, uh, I love it, man. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy, so. man. I, I love, uh, you know, just being able to talk to you uh, about, like, because, man, I feel like, you know, life is so, uh, like, it, it's so quick, right? Like, right, I, I think right. about it now, like, you just, it just seems like yesterday when I, when I joined the Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, man, that was almost 21 years ago. Right. And it does not seem like 21 years. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's good to like, you know, really reminisce and see about like, I guess you can, you know, call the roots of where, you know, your, your career and your life started. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that you would like to dedicate this podcast to this, this episode? Um, man. Uh, so this episode, you know, uh, probably I would say my wife, man, she's, uh, between like deployments, um, and, and having to like raise two kids while, mm-hmm. while, while being gone. Um, and never, dude, my wife has never complained ever, you know, about, uh, uh, about like my career choices, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the things that like I've put my family through, like with it when it comes to my career, right? Um, right it's a right. sacrifice. You and I both know about that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're away from them right now, right? So uh, you know, like y- having her as like the uh, like the um, foundation back home, like right. you know, it's crazy. But- it makes it easier for us to go on, like you know, even even when we first got married, right? We like just got married and and. Uh, um, um, you know, we decided to have a, a baby, you know, we didn't, we didn't wait. And, um, I, next thing you know, right away, sorry, sweetheart, you know, (laughs) like, uh, see you later. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and not once has she ever like complained, man, ever. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I honestly like owe it all to her, man. 
to- totally agree, man. Yep. Military spouse. Oh, dude, that's the hardest t- job in the world, job. man. Yes. Toughest job in yeah, the world, yeah. bro. We got it made, man. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Man, Dennis, this has been awesome. Yeah, uh, man, yeah, yep. Thank, this is, thank uh, you for coming on. The very first episode. Dude, I, uh, I, uh, I, dude, like I said, it's crazy, man. We've been, we've been talking about this, um, for quite some time now, man. Yep. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad, honestly, like I want everybody else to see like the heart behind, uh, your mission for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to say one cool thing though. So if there's one cool (laughs) thing, right. In in my time as, uh, as, as being in the military, um, so when I was in England, yeah. Again, right? Everything cool happened in England. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I won uh, load crew. I think it was load crew of the year actually with the the, of the, the year. yeah of, of the of the, uh, okay. of the of the uh, uh, the base right. So um, wow. I uh, I was working. I still remember to this day, man. I was working at the uh, we, we call it EOR, right? It was the end of runway. So okay. you would go out there for like a week at a time, and it, we, we'd love it, right? Because like you're off the flight line, all you do is arm and de-arm jets, make sure that they're good to go right before gotcha. they take off, right? Okay. Um, so I'm sitting down there, and uh, uh, it's funny because um, we were watching Chris Farley. Uh, I can't <laughs> remember what it was like a Saturday Night Live, but like old okay. school VHS, right? right. right? <laughs> the phone rings, like, oh, can I, I need to speak to A1C Wade. Like, okay, like, this can't be good. So I get on there, and they're like, hey, uh, you need to go to life support tomorrow morning. You're getting an incentive ride. Like, what? Like, you're kidding me. Um, So uh, I I, I didn't – I was like, there's no way. Like, something's going to happen, right? Uh, I, cause you know, like I said, lo- you know, working on jets for two years and just right, growing up right. seeing them, I was like, dude, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. Right. So the next morning I get fitted for my, uh, my flight suit, my, uh, my G suit, my helmet, all that good stuff. Right. Wow. Uh, and this was like a Wednesday morning and my flight was Friday. Um, so dude, I couldn't sleep, man. I was so <laughs> excited, dude, like nervous, yeah. excited, all the above. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. So that Friday comes up and, uh, we did a, a, a four ship. Um, it was me and, uh, three other dudes that got to go on the, on the flight. Um, dude, probably the coolest thing I ever did in my life, wow. man. Yeah. Dude flew. Not a lot of people can say, but, uh, dude, I actually flew the F-15 E-Strike Eagle. Dude, wow. I flew it for like a good That's... solid 15, 20 minutes. Like, uh, the pilot was like, I knew him. Great oh, guy, man. dude. Yeah. So I knew him, um, uh, it was his first deployment as well too, and once he saw uh, it was me that got a ride, he's yeah. like, "Bro, I'm taking you." Wow. So I told him I was like, "Dude, I said this is probably once in a lifetime for me." I said, yeah. "Let me have it, man. Like, give me the <laughs> best ride, like, cause you know, right? Like, yeah. when are you gonna get yeah. this opportunity again, right? Dude, did you get sick? Oh my goodness, did I get sick, bro? <laughs> it was worse than uh, drinking a oh. uh, 24 pack of PBR, man." <laughs> Dude, so we, uh, you know, we did the the max climb takeoff, which was just the coolest thing ever, right? And um, started flying, and uh, you know, next thing you know, like you're supposed to look off at the horizon to kind of get your equilibrium normal, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He didn't tell me that because he wanted to get me sick, right? Oh. <laughs> um, man, next thing you know, I was like, dude, uh, I don't know how I'm feeling right now, man. Yeah, mm. like just not. Uh, uh, not feeling it, man. Right, and right. Uh, so I kick it up to hundred percent oxygen and <laughs> next thing you know, like I, I start, well, uh, start throwing up. Where do you throw up? So you get a bag. So they okay. give you like two oh, bags, like, right? Oh. Bro, it wasn't enough for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had it all over my flight suit. Oh. So, so the, the funny thing is like, uh, uh, there's a button that you could a- accidentally step on that like has like radio comms or whatever. And, uh-huh. uh, 
the air, I, I guess apparently the air traffic control like uh, heard me throw. <laughs> so, we were like doing like simulating dog fighting against our wingman, and uh, like he's like pull over, pull right. You see right there at six o'clock. I'm like, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> dude, it was the greatest thing ever, man. We uh, and it was cool, man, because like you know, like we. You don't, you don't always get that opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, so all my buddies were down at EOR when I landed. We get down to the EOR, and um, I, like, show them my trophy of, like, two bags of barf. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> dude, I had on my flight suit. Like, oh, oh yeah, dude. It was the coolest, uh, dude, hour and a half I've ever had in my life, bro. Wow. Yeah, man. By far, dude. Yep. It was, it was amazing, dude. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Coolest story I've ever had done in the military still to this day even as a civilian like yeah dude yeah man amazing awesome (laughs) awesome awesome that's a great way to put a cap on the yeah first episode yeah yeah thanks again dennis and i can't thank uh, you enough man hey from one veteran to another thanks for serving yeah dude and thanks for coming on the podcast yep love it man hey everyone thank you so much for listening i want to leave you with the behind the rack veterans pledge If you know someone in your life that needs to hear it, please pass it on. I believe, as a veteran, I am part of an exclusive community. And the best exclusive communities are the ones you had to do something to be a part of, not pay to get in. I believe, as a veteran, my military experience brings value to the civilian world. I realize the parts of my service that may seem ordinary to me seem extraordinary to others and I believe as a veteran I am on a hero's journey and the things I've learned during service can bring value purpose and meaning to my life after service